at a macro level, it's wrong because for the same reasons that it's wrong to negotiate with terrorists, it sets a precedent that encourages that behavior uh, going forward. Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center pays a five-figure ransom to release its computer systems. Was it the right thing to do? And are other California hospitals vulnerable? Coming up on the Payers and Providers Podcast. Last month, hackers took over and encrypted the computer systems of Hollywood Presbyterian Medical Center in Los Angeles, demanding a ransom in lieu of the encryption key. Such hacks are known as malware or ransomware. They can occur when the unsuspecting click on seemingly benign links or files in a spam email. However, these incidents have been mostly confined to individuals or small businesses. There have been very few incidents occurring in institutions such as hospitals where lives can be at stake if their IT systems are not working properly. I am told the Hollywood Presbyterian hack has alarmed California's hospital community, although they're mostly keeping quiet about what they plan to do. Hollywood Presbyterian has declined to comment beyond a statement issued by its president, Alan Stefanik. Since he wasn't available, we decided our still-functioning computer system and payers and providers would share some of his statement with our listeners. On the evening of February 5th, our staff noticed issues accessing the hospital's computer network. Our IT department began an immediate investigation and determined we had been subject to a malware attack. The malware locks systems by encrypting files and demanding ransom to obtain the decryption key. The malware locked access to certain computer systems and prevented us from sharing communications electronically. The amount of ransom requested was 40 bitcoins equivalent to approximately $17,000. The quickest and most efficient way to restore our system's administrative functions was to pay the ransom. Many hospitals are in this predicament. That's Steve King. He's the Chief Operating Officer for NetSwitch Technology Management, a South San Francisco consulting firm that often works with hospitals. You know, they haven't paid much attention historically to network security, uh, or, you know, any infrastructure data or information security in such a way as to provide them with reasonable safeguards against this sort of thing happening. King is the gentleman who, at the start of the podcast, compared paying hackers to negotiating with terrorists. Here's why. The more that they, you know, comply with these these, uh, ransom demands, the more frequently we're going to get these ransom attacks. The situation of a hospital being subject to a ransomware attack is so new that on the patient side, few guidelines exist at the moment for dealing with such a situation, according to Dina Mendelson, a staff attorney with Consumers Union in San Francisco. We're always concerned about the threat of any type of hacking, and we understand that the type of hacking and sophistication is always going to change over time. And so what we and other consumers rely on their providers to do it's to keep adhering to the most stringent precautions. As hackers may become more sophisticated, we also rely on our provider to become more sophisticated in how they respond. King concurs with that position, but he also believes that hospitals and other providers often do far less than what would be required to keep their IT systems safe. It's hard for me to believe that any IT organization doesn't have some level of backup at some point. Right, So the cost to recover... Eat a bunch of hardware these days is minimal. The cost to recover administrative records dating back a week or even a month is also minimal. That may be overstating the case. Many hospitals have legacy systems in which they've invested tens of millions of dollars, and a recovery may not be that swift or inexpensive. 
Most hospitals have electronic patient records at this point that date back years, if not decades. But King does point out that many hospitals in California, including hospital systems such as Dignity Health, a prior client of his, have vulnerabilities that could lead to their entire network being hacked. Moreover, what is known as the Internet of Things, in the case of hospitals' medical devices with online capability, could lead to a nightmare scenario if they're hacked. But the worst case scenario is is somebody on an operating table, and now I have control over the anesthesiology devices. Now I'd like about 10 million bucks or whatever the number happens to be, and and I'll relinquish control back to the doctors. King does note that such a scenario is very unlikely, more in the realm of terrorists, rather than some hackers trying to make a quick buck. But he does believe that hospitals in California and elsewhere need to be better prepared. King noted that in the weeks before the Hollywood Presbyterian attack, a medical group in Texas and a hospital in Germany were also subject to ransomware attacks. That suggests to him that more could be coming soon. But whether hospitals in California and elsewhere have received that same message remains to be seen. So I don't know. I I would hope that it's a wake-up call, yeah. The Payers and Providers Podcast is a production of Payers and Providers Publishing, LLC. Music is by Steve Combs. Comments, questions, or suggestions? Please contact us by email at editor at payersandproviders.com, via Twitter at the handle payersproviders, or by phone at area code 323-547-4307.